Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. It's great to have you here today. We're actually going to launch with a video. As any of you who've done Bible college with me will tell you, I think it's really important to be intentional, to think about how you want your life to look. And I know that you know, we can make plans and God orders our steps. But it's great to think about where do I want to be at the end and being intentional about getting there. I always say to the college students, the Bible college students, um, start as you mean to go. So if you've got a plan and you know where you want to go, then put into place those steps to take you where. So you in the right direction, you end up where you want to be. So you need to start that way. And for those of you who've been part of our church, across all the campuses, we've been really intentional and talking about a decade on purpose as we've come into this new decade. And I'm really excited about that. So we're going to hear from a few people across the campuses um, to see what they're excited about as we come into this decade on purpose. It means activating God's promises of confidence and strength in my life with my eyes on Him. For Derek and I, that looks like being really intentional in our family life, building legacy at every opportunity from day-to-day events to even holidaying together. To live with an intention and a goal in mind. To take hold of the opportunities God has given me and pursue Him relentlessly. Finishing my uni degree and starting my career as a social worker, dedicating to serving the lives of others like Jesus would and leaning on him for everything that I need. So this means an opportunity for me to be all that I can be and lead in all the ways that I can lead in this decade. A decade on purpose to me means being intentional every single day. I'm excited to start this new chapter of my life with Jesus by my side. I see the next decade as people knowing the healing She turns 80 this week, that's amazing. Throwing off distraction, social media, uh, games and, and truly focusing on what Jesus is trying to say to me and, and being close with Him. It means for me seeing Queen's Beach people being intentional about their growth with God. A decade on purpose is making intentional daily decisions that lead to a deeper, more authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. It means stepping out and seeing my friends saved. It means 2,000 water baptisms. Using what God has given me to impact and build up those around me. It means encouraging our generation to hear the individual call of God and step into being intentional followers of Jesus. Living a life on purpose for God in all aspects of my life. A decade on purpose. 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 might be getting the message there. We're all about a decade on purpose. <laughs> Isn't that great? Lovely to see all those faces across the campuses. And I love hearing what this is bringing out of people. So many of the elements that we just heard include others. And how we see this decade on purpose pan out is much less dependent on and so much more dependent on God and others than we know. The reality is that our fruitfulness involves others helping others, being helped by others, being connected to others, because we are better together. When we first came to church many years ago to the Hepburn Heights campus, we'd gone from a small church where we knew everyone to Hepburn Heights, which was a little bit daunting, and it was very hard to get to know people. 
And also, I'd come in a state where I was pretty damaged and broken, and I just wanted to hide and heal. But I knew that true healing actually comes from being with others. So we placed ourselves, we made sure we were in church every week. We're intentional about that because we know that those that planted in the house of the God will flourish. And Psalm 92 says, in verses 12, 15, this is the Passion Translation. Yes, look how much you've all made your lovers to flourish like palm trees, each one growing in victory, standing with strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard where they are thriving before you. For in your presence, they will still overflow and be anointed. Even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. And I love that scripture now more than ever. Listen to them. With pleasure, they still proclaim, you're so good. You're my beautiful strength. You've never made a mistake with me. We want to flourish. We always want to flourish. We want to thrive and not wither. We want to be faith-filled. We want to live life to the full like Jesus intended for us and not be diminished. So I decided to be brave. First of all, I talked to some people that were sitting near me in church and then I would go and join a table when people were having coffee afterwards. And then I thought, you know, we really need to actually have connect, deeper connection with people than just saying, hi, hi, how are you? Good, thanks. You need more than that. So I said to Steve, we need to have some people over for dinner. And I'm like, who are we going to invite? Well, the people we sit next to in around church, we say hello to every week, seem pretty nice. So I just invited like eight people for a barbecue. <laughs> and we actually had... I said, none of them look like serial killers. I think we're pretty safe. And limbs are all here. It's all good. So we actually developed some incredible connections and, and friendships that are, some of those are still lasting. And then I really stepped out and I went to a connect group. And that was for uh, mums, young mums, ladies during the week. Actually, it was more than mums, just women during the week. And that was great. Made some connections there. Got some great, um, you know, Bible training and that sort of thing um about five of us end up having babies we all had boys one lady had twin boys that was really great for her but we again made that contact and that interaction that's been really really important then steve and i ended up running um, parenting courses and different things like that marriage courses and then i became the kids church pastor so I remember Shari was there, one of the little girls in our group. I'm really showing my age here. Uh, and then when, during that time, we also ran some connect groups on a Saturday. So what we did is we ran a family group. We all put in a few dollars and we paid for someone to babysit the kids in another room. So we could have complete child-free adult time where we could pray together, hear the word, share and eat the really good food before the children came in and ate the crumbs. It was beautiful. And groups like that are still continuing in Hepburn Heights and they're massive. They're very popular because we really do crave as parents having that time that we can have. We love our kids, but it's nice to have that little bit of a break from them. So it takes courage to step out and to connect with people and be part of a group, but it's God's way. We need people. That's the way that he created us. I love in the Garden of Eden that he set Adam and told him to name the animals. So Adam would have that awareness. You know what? It's not good to be alone. I need something like that. And he gave them then a family. We are sheep and the power is in group, not isolation. 
So maybe you're making some excuses to not be part of church life and groups. You might think, well, it won't be good for me. I just want to be independent or it doesn't suit my personality. I might feel awkward. could be fear. What are they going to do in that group? Are they going to do something really weird? Um, we, can have, we can have excuses, but we need to put them aside because it's part of our maturing and growing in God. And Ephesians 4 says, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. That's like those voices that we've been hearing about, the shepherd, those wrong ones. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And another version says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. If we want to be whole, if we want to be healthy, it's really important that you are part of this because everybody and every part needs every other part. We work together, we're joined together, we are better together. We need you and who you are and what you can contribute. And you need us. And it's the essence of our humanity. We're special. We're unlike anything else that God created in the breadth of the living universe. We have this humanity that has been created in the image of God. To be like him, to show him, and to know him. Because God is Trinity. Three in one persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in one essence. And there's an intimacy and an interdependence in the Godhead. You could say that God is the ultimate community. So therefore, we're created in the image of the ultimate community. And there is a desire and a need for each one of us to be connected to others. We really, truly reflect who God is in a community when we're together as a church. We come fully alive. Our purpose is awakened when we're in genuine and intimate community, leaning on each other. So the parables in John 9 and 10 that Pastor Jason shared about the other week when he was here, as we've launched a decade on purpose, highlight this. The power of the sheep is not in their individual weapons. They're pretty useless. The power of the sheep is in their closeness to the shepherd and in their staying together as a flock. And in John 10, 12, when Jesus talks about the hired hand fleeing as the wolf attacks, the desired result for the wolf is that the sheep would scatter. The closeness of the flock would disintegrate so it can pick off the sheep one by one. And in 10.16, the picture Jesus has for his sheep is that they would be one flock following him as the one and true faithful shepherd. So Jesus as the good shepherd, he calls and leads his sheep, us, and we as his sheep, we hear and we follow And being with Jesus and being together as one flock, that is the power, the strength of the sheep of his church, the strength of you and me. And it's paramount that we choose to position ourselves in real, authentic and intimate community as we journey in our faith, as opposed to an individualised, isolated journey where we are vulnerable. 
And we can be vulnerable to those counterfeit voices of our world, the self-made man, I'll do it on my own, this one I hate. You do you. That is so highly individualistic. And that has crept into our lives. We need to fight it. We can be vulnerable to the fears within us that would want us to isolate and keep people at a distance. Those thoughts that would say, I don't have anything to offer. Or what if people see that I'm not a perfect Christian? Well, join the club. None of us are. In my experience, there are no perfect Christians. People want you, the real you, the mess, the warts and all, maybe not with the discharges that we're all reading about in Leviticus for way too long last month in our Bible in one year. But we want to be legitimate. We want to be who we are, not that polished, oh, this is an Insta-worthy moment that we can put up, less than the real you. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. I know most of you think Pastor Steve is. He's not completely. He's a little bit there. We all have full access to that club of not being perfect. But we have something to offer and we all have something to learn. I think we're in a dangerous position when we think that we know everything and we can't learn from anyone else or have little areas somewhere in our world where we could do with some more growth. And together, as a deep and genuine love for each other builds, we are such a force for good in this world. As we point people to the ultimate lover, the ultimate hope giver and purpose bringer, Jesus. And John 13 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this will everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's our badge. You can just say you're a Christian, but I'll know because you love one another. And this kind of, my love, um, this kind of love, in my opinion, is best developed in small groups. Corporate gatherings like this are brilliant for a focus on the bigness and on his church. The big sound of praise going to God sounds so much better with all of you here than just me doing that in my bedroom. Of his people being empowered and equipped in his presence and through the preaching of the word of God. God's love is present here for sure. But the best incubator for a genuine and intimate growing love and affection among the people, his sheep, his flock, is in smaller groups. When we come to our purpose as a church across our five locations, groups are a key vehicle in seeing those middle circles of purpose come alive for us. Have we got our... um, No, we haven't got that. Okay, have a look on the website. So in our groups, the centre is built. We have prayer, we have Bible, we have discussion. One of our values is that we have um, focus on the family and friendships and those relationships. That is best built in a small group with intimacy where we're seen and heard, we're encouraged and we're cared for and we care for others. And in groups also growing as influencers, that is built because we have our discussion, we have our resources, experiences, get our confidence. And in our go beyond, our plus one, there's time to discuss and pray. We can invite friends. We can pray for um, each other's friends that we are wanting to see come closer to Christ. So growth with Sunday gatherings are great, but we know people better in groups. With that time to discuss and pray, use our gifts, worship, and um, even Jesus worked in a group. He called a group, and they were from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds. They shared his life with him. There was a mixed bag of personality and ages, experiences and maturity. And he developed those friendships and those people were discipled and they grew because they were with him. And as humans, we crave 
and we're made for belonging. We're hungry for it. We're so connected electronically, but the most disconnected personally we have ever been. One in three older people live alone, and that's increasing. Two in five feel their social relationships are not meaningful. Wow. One in five feel lonely or socially isolated. The UK has appointed in Parliament a Minister of Loneliness. This is how prevalent this is in our society. That is so sad. Pastoral care, when you're in need in this church, that comes through our groups. I, don't, I can't personally look after you know, 160 people, but our connect group leaders, they are able to look after, say, their group of 20. We can weep together. We share our joys and celebrate together. We care and support and meet together in community. When there's loss, sickness, grief, heartache, when there's celebration, we do that together. And you use your gifts Maybe in those times when someone's in need, you're able to use your cooking gift to bring a meal for them, maybe you're able to pray for them, maybe you're able to look after someone's children, maybe you're able to drive them to a hospital appointment or whatever is needed, pray for one another. You are in vital, you are vital and it's really important that you're part of that environment and you're encouraging and supporting others as well. And groups build friendships that are real with regular laughter and fun that has a breath of fresh air in the middle of the seriousness of adulting. Isn't adulting just tiring sometimes? It just doesn't stop. <laughs> but in connect groups, those moments of sharing and prayer together are sacred. And we journey with each other. Riding the different experiences people in our groups have is, is a privilege. And the sense of community built is so special. So this church loves groups. So we have gone from four last year to nine this year, including Alpha, which starts the day of 10, if you include Alpha. Um, last week was our official groups launch for 2020. And they were open online to join last Sunday. And there's already over 50 adults who've joined a C3QB group. So that's very good. So you might have some excuses and say, well, I'm too busy to join a group. But we have worked hard to provide groups for all stages and generations of life in a variety of location, days and times. Each group is usually 90 minutes, less than two hours a fortnight. Um, they're usually fortnightly, some are weekly, monthly options. So even in a stacked schedule, we can attend a group. So connect groups are an integral part of our C3 youth at QB. They're just automatically in a connect group. We're not even, they're not even on our, on our numbers list, but they're very, very important every Friday night. And we have a young adults group from 18 to 25-ish, <laughs> pardon, to 35, yeah, we can tell that later. We have a mums group, it's actually a ladies group on a Wednesday morning, which the children are welcome to come to. We have a prayer group, we have a worship team group, we have a women's leadership group and three different Bible study group options. So... And we're introducing a new option in 2020, interest groups, that we'll have a focus on um, an activity building community and fostering friendships around that activity. That's a Saturday morning working group for the uh, ladies. So our groups are run by amazing, trained, mature and passionate leaders. So we have some group leaders here who are going to tell us about their group. We have George. Welcome, George. And we have Dom. Okay. So um, tell us about your group. Rata and I run a group in Ayuka, and we are about families, we've got singles and, um, and married couples, 
uh, from the age of in the 30s, I'm not going to put her up a level. If you to mature. There, if you can get there, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we do, uh, we really go into a Bible study. Uh, we, we like um, looking into the series, do a Bible study and have conversation about it. Really just chat, chat about it. Everybody's opinion is, is welcome. There's not a wrong or right. And we just talk it through. Uh, we're about prayer. So a big part of our connect group is about prayer. We see the power of God um, every every time we get together. And we see miracles. Martha yes. keeps a book. You've heard of that, the famous prayer book. Uh, and we just enjoy doing that. Um, so afterwards we have uh, coffee, we have a chat. Um, I've taken my coffee, my barista skills to the next level. I've got a proper coffee machine and we really enjoy good coffee and good chat. Um, so the young adults group, um, we're 18 to 35-ish, it's the group that we... <laughs> um, yeah, so we meet fortnightly on a Thursday evening um, in Clarkson. And uh, we're really focusing this year on spiritual growth and just deepening our relationship with God. Um, especially in this age group, I find it's a really busy lifestyle. And so quite often you get so caught up in the world and you get preoccupied with things and God seems to go on the back burner. So we really want to be intentional this year about bringing God back into the forefront and you know, God being the centre of our worlds. And yeah. So what do you think, why do you think it's important for people in your generation to be intentional about joining a group in 2020? Oh, you touched on it earlier when you talked about it. What's the first thing, or one of the first things that Jesus did? He formed a group. Yeah. And why did he do that? He, he was intentional about it. He wanted to have that group. He knew that people need to be in community, in, in fellowship. And what did they do in those groups? They discussed, they discussed the word, they went deeper in the word. And that's exactly um, what it's about, to have fellowship. They had lots of times they were having dinners together and obviously reaching out to people and teaching people outside of the group. Um, for me, it's, and, and it was intentional because he wanted those groups to continue. And that's what we do. He said himself, go out and make um, disciples in all nations. Um, yeah, we're very similar, like, it's just, as I said before, it's such a busy lifestyle nowadays that you, you get so caught up, we're always busy, right? And um, so when we're so busy, we forget to spend that time with God, and we wonder why we struggle with things like depression or isolation or anxiety, all those things, you know, because we get so caught up in the busyness of the world. And so being in a group is that time to get together for intentional it's yeah. an intentional time that we spend refocusing on God, realigning on God. And I think it's really pivotal, especially for a young adult group, um, because you have so many external factors trying to tell you, you know, how you should live your life and, you know, trying to tell you what's right and what's wrong. And so being in a group of like-minded people where we can actually explore God's truth rather than the world's truth, yeah. that's, that's what we want to do. And so it's about um, fostering those friendships. So like-minded people um, and also growing as influencers because if we align with God, we can then take that out into our world and we can actually show the other people, no, this is actually the truth. This is this is what God wants for me. So what are you excited about in your group this year? We know that uh, Jason is, is 
call us on this vision, they came in purpose. And one of the things is to read the Bible, to read the Bible in a year. So to me, that's a really good start, to be purposeful, to decide to read the Bible from beginning to end. So um, that, that forms the basis for me. I'm excited about um, putting a new fire to get new excitement into all of us. Because it's so exciting to go through the Word, to, to learn about Jesus. And the Bible is just so versatile. There's such good stories in there. And so easy to talk about. And just to make it interesting for us to, to go into that study and to have fun, to enjoy it. And obviously to have fellowship. We, we love each other. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just so excited as well, just for some spiritual growth this year. Um, We've already had a pretty good start to the group. We had a dinner last, um, actually this Thursday, and we already had our first plus one person come along, um, which well was incredible. And he actually had other plans and then decided, no, you know what, I'm going to put those plans aside and come along. And it was amazing, this guy we've never met before. It's a person that Sean knows, and he just came along, and it was incredible just to invite him into the family. We had a really good chat to him. And um, we ended the night with a really deep conversation about about God and, all right, how can I develop my spiritual giftings, that sort of thing. And so I know Ben and I are so excited to um, see the growth that will happen and to help others achieve that spiritual growth. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're excited about. Very exciting. Please thank our beautiful Connect Group leaders. Thank you. So we want to make it really easy for everyone to join a group. So you go to the website, you can click on, um, the, when you scroll down, there's a thing that says groups. <laughs> and when you click on that, you can see all the groups will come up. There's a filter there, but really with nine groups, you probably don't really need a filter. But you can go through there and we are all on there and you can have a look. You just click on the group that you want to go. It takes you straight to the page. You fill out your details your name, email, phone and submit, it's that simple and your group leader will contact you and tell you all the details that you need to know or answer any of your questions, so it's that simple. And our group leaders today are also, are also available today to chat with you about their group. You've seen their, you can see their photos on the website to see who's leading a group and we're going to pray for them in a minute so you'll know who you can go to and ask some questions. Some have already started last week, um, probably about four or five of them and the rest of them will all be launched by the end of March. My group isn't starting till the end of March. So you can join more than one group. So some people wanted to be in a walking group plus a Bible study group. Some people are in the worship team, so they want to be in a worship team group, plus they're in the young adult group because they're in that age group. So you can have any combo, you're not limited to one group. So we're going to pray now for our Connect group leaders. So come up here. A couple of them are in, three of them are in Life Kids today. They're amazing. So... Let's uh, close our eyes, bow our heads, please, and pray for these guys. Yeah, God, we just thank you for our amazing group leaders. Uh, Lord, I just pray your blessing upon them. Uh, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would fill them with your strength, Lord God. 
Uh, we pray that you would uh, create that, that secret place where they could go to you and, and receive wisdom and strength and the, the capability to press on and, and advance your kingdom through these groups, Lord God. We, we pray that there will be warmth and there will be joy and hospitality and life to the full, abundant in each of these groups and abundant in each of their lives. Uh, so yeah, we just pray your blessing upon them. Let their groups be fruitful and let them flourish. Um, yeah, we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Yeah, Father God, we just pray for um, an energy for every one of our group leaders, Father God, that they would not grow weary in doing good, but that you would continue to fill them with your supernatural strength and energy, Father God, that they would have a wisdom beyond their years, Lord, as they lead these groups, Father, to be able to have discernment in all circumstances, Father God, to be able to lead out of love and out of grace, Father God. We just pray as well that you would continue to fan their own individual gifts into flame, Lord God, that you would continue to unlock new gifts in them, Father, that as they go and, and do these groups this year, that there would be favor in each and every single group, that we would see growth like never before in our groups, Father God, that each one of our leaders would feel like they are equipped and empowered to be able to do this, Lord God. And so we just ask for your strength and your wisdom upon every single group leader, Father God, for your anointing on them, for a boldness and a confidence on them, Lord, as they lead these groups, that there would be no timidity, Father God, but they would know that they are called for such a time as this, Lord, and they have been purposed for this, Lord God, and to lead these groups. And so we just thank you for every group leader. We ask protection and favor over them and for your spirit to be upon them and with them, Father God, and your anointing to come afresh right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Please thank our wonderful leaders as they find their seats. A group leaders are really integral in the part of in the role of leadership that they play in our church. So please be praying for your leaders as you do for Steve and for me, but please be praying for our connect group leaders as well. Our group leaders, I've got to get out of about 10 years habit of saying that. <laughs> um, also, one thing that is a great option for people, because we know that with children, you can't always have babysitters. But for instance, some people will go to Laura and one partner will go to Laura and Simon's connect group on a Tuesday night. And then they might go to Lotta and George's or go to Steve's on the Wednesday night so that they've got the option that they're not needing to get babysitters but they're still getting that spiritual growth and that fellowship and connection that they want or the lady might go to the Wednesday morning group with Jess and the husband goes to one of the other groups so there's some good options there any combination to help you because we are really really wanting to be intentional for that connection so let me share with you some other exciting small group gatherings that we will be having this year we were having two days throughout the year where we'll be doing four, I use the term we loosely, that some of you will be doing four-wheel driving on a Saturday, yes. You can tell the contingent who are into that. So it's Saturday the 25th of April, Saturday the 19th of September. That will be led by George and Lotta Kosh. You don't need your own four-wheel drive vehicle to be part of that. And there'll be more details to come so they can help you arrange all that. We have an amazing race that is coming up. We're just waiting for some more details of that. So I think Nicolette and Andres are going to be overseeing that. And this week, we have 18 opportunities to be together. 
we're having fasting and prayer. And we haven't really called the church to this before for a long time. But stand in faith with me as we engage in, with God together across all the five locations in our week of prayer and fasting. So the prayer element will be Monday the 9th to Saturday the 14th. We have 18 prayer meetings, each 38 minutes long. I'll tell you why in a minute. 6 a.m., 12 noon and 7 p.m. And they're going to be at different locations. You should have re um, received an email this week with all that information on. If you didn't, then grab that next steps card and fill, give me your email details so you'll not be up to date on everything that's going on in the church because there is a lot happening this year. So nine out of those 18 um, meetings will be in our local area, in homes, in Butler, mostly Butler, Luca, around close by here, which is fantastic. And as I said, there's a paper copy of that. And also, if you're interested, you can email me and I will send that out to you. And the other half of the meetings are at the Hepburn Heights campus, if that works better for you. So you've got the choice. And the Tuesday and Friday lunchtime, there is a creche available free for the kids as well. So just book them in just before 12, just register them and they're there for the whole 40 minutes so that you can have some time praying. Everyone is welcome at all the meetings, including the kids. And the focus is from John 10, not surprisingly. A declaration of a desire to be with the shepherd in that worship and adoration. A dedication to hearing the voice of the shepherd and following him. A personal consecration of a decade on purpose and clarity and power as a result. And a cry for blind eyes to be open as we read in John 9. And resurrection life, John 11, as he comes near in our homes, suburbs and cities. So the fast, everyone's like, oh, because we're all about the food here at C3QB. So this is, this is challenging. <laughs> but please set an appropriate level of sacrifice for our Monday to Saturday church-wide fast. I sent another link to help you prepare for that. Some people can't skip multiple meals because of medical conditions, but consider an alternate arrangement to that, to a 24-hour fast or a single meal fast, liquid only with juices, teas and broths, or do a Daniel fast, or a fast from TV, internet, gaming, sweets, coffee, or a favourite activity for a longer period of time. Um, if you are a prevalent coffee drinker, don't go um, cold turkey, you'll have massive headaches. That's something that I've just been telling people for the last two weeks, just be cutting down. I will be having one coffee a day because I just know then I can function. So that's a liquid, so it's all good. And I know all the other pastors are doing that too. That was so freeing when I heard they were still having a coffee. So <laughs> I know, maybe I should <laughs> let go. That seems to be a stronghold. So anyway, <laughs> you can also use the time that you would have been preparing meals to pray, setting aside that a time and eating. So that's a good thing to do. We're letting go of earth to take a fresh hold of heaven. This is really significant. So we're wanting everyone to be part of it. So John 9, 38 says, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And that's where we get our 38 minutes for, that was where the prayer meeting time was birthed. So let's believe, let's worship, and let's follow our good shepherd together. We also, as was mentioned earlier, have prayer once a month on a Sunday night, QB prayer, and that's followed by dinner, because we're all about the food. So the next one is March the 22nd. And then, this is exciting, we had so many people that wanted to join up for our worship 
team connect group who aren't actually in our worship team. So we thought, well, there's obviously a real desire to have beautiful worship. So our prayer meeting is actually a worship night on the 26th of April. It's a long weekend. We'll have it here in the church and have full worship for an hour and prayer. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm, yeah, really excited about that. We have some groups that are marriage and parenting. These are Sunday nights from 5 to 6.30 at the Hepburn Heights campus. They have amazing facilities there. They're once a term each and we'll keep you informed. And they include free babysitting and meal for the kids. How good is that? Well, I thought you'd be way more excited about that. I would have loved that when my kids were little. (laughs) We also have... Um, late August, early September, we have Kathy Clancy coming over here and I want to do a women's day or night or something, yeah. day and night, <laughs> uh, with her. She's just an amazing minister in the spirit and we'll also have a worship night with her when she's here as well. So that will be something to look forward to. Uh, for the ladies, we have a she day, which is on a Saturday in 6th of June and men, you have the men's camp in August. So that's exciting. Now, in March 2019, um, I preached a message which you can um, hear on Spotify and on our podcast. It's called Guess Who Is Coming for Dinner? Please listen to it if you haven't listened to it before or you can't remember it. You could do with a refresher because it's really key for our campus in this season. And it's the reason that we are launching the dinner parties in 2020. So as we've said, there's sign-up sheets at the back. Half of them are really full, getting really full because we can only take 20 per night. Um, but So please don't miss out on an opportunity. And this time we're doing them generationally in age groups. But there's a reason for that because we want to, us more mature people, if someone really can't get a babysitter, we want to provide and be part of ministering to you, looking after your kids. So as a couple or as a single parent, you can go and be part of these nights. They're going to be absolutely beautiful. We're looking for for people to host them. That doesn't mean you do all the cooking. We're all going to bring food. But if you would love to host one of those, we would really be grateful. And also, if you are wanting to bless someone by babysitting, let me know and we would be very grateful for that. Um, everyone will contribute to the meal, bring something and bring their own drinks. So there's not a big pressure on anyone. But they won't always be that way because I'm so grateful to God. He actually made us, right from the start, a multi-generational church. We're not all a big youth church or we're not just all mature people. We've got the whole gamut, lots of life, kids, awesome youth, Friday night, all the ages. So we want to do that too because we want to intermingle and have that. I know for many of you, you know, you see like Lee and Rex, like the grandparents that your kids didn't have. They're not here today, either, or Pastor Eden, because Pastor Leanne and Barry Brown are getting ordained at Hepburn Heights today. So that's awesome. So I was like, you guys need to go there. There's a special relationship. But we want to have that. We want with the, us mature people to be there for you or be there for your kids. And the same, we love the vibrancy that our younger generation brings to our church. So we'll do some multi-generational ones later, but this time we just want to try it this way so we can help out with the babysitting. And if you're able to help us, please let me know. So the nights are Saturday the 28th of March for young families, couples, singles, roughly 25 to 40 years. 
Then we have the Saturday the 4th of April, the parents of teens, empty nesters, singles, mature people, approximately 40 years upwards. And Saturday the 18th of April, young adults upwards, couples, singles, 17 upwards and roughly early 30s. Some of you might be across categories, you need to choose the one that you would like to go to this time around. As I said, the sign-up sheets are at the back, don't miss out. We are created in the image of God, created for community. It's an inbuilt within us. It's, it's a desire to need and to know our creator to be close. And as sheep need to be close to their shepherd for life, provision and protection, for purpose to flow. So it's important that we as humans are close to God. And that's where we come fully alive, in freedom, love, forgiveness, healing and purpose. And in the heart of God is a desire for intimacy with us. He wants us close. Our sin and pride gets in the way, like stiff arms keeping God at a distance. Jesus came to earth as a human, God in flesh, so hostility would stop. The arms would come down and the intimacy would be a reality. He died and rose again to destroy sin and death and make a way for closeness between humanity and God. And as we acknowledge that and open our hearts, God comes near. We're just going to all pray a prayer now. I'm asking God to come close. And it's also a prayer that says we'll take a step and open our lives to him. So as we all close our eyes, there's nothing magical about that. It's just to help us focus and listen to the words. You may be here and have been around God or church in proximity, but have never asked him to come in and be with you. Be your saviour, be your Lord, be in control. Or maybe you have at some point, but you're here today and don't feel near, let alone close. You feel distant from God. Make a decision that this prayer is the start or the restart of God being with you through every part of your life. I'm going to please repeat this prayer after me out loud. Dear God, I'm a sinner, I need a saviour. I say yes to Jesus today. I declare that it's through Jesus, his perfect life, his sacrificial death on a cross for my sin and his resurrection that I can be forgiven, set free and come close to you, God. I open my heart to you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Saviour. Help me overcome fear. Fill me with your perfect love. Let faith rise. In Jesus' name. Let's see your eyes closed. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, giving your life to God for the first time or it felt like the real time, just pop your hand up so I can see it and acknowledge it. Thank you, Jesus. It's the best decision that we can make. Amen. Amen. Once you've made this decision, give, we give our lives to God. We receive this promise from God in Exodus 6, 7. I will claim you as my own people. He never promised to make you a fulfilled person in isolation. He promised to make you part of the family, his own people. 
True fulfillment never comes alone. It can only be attained within a group. You can open your eyes, guys. I said amen <laughs> like a couple of times. <laughs> Hope you're not asleep. <laughs> I'm convinced that ultimately people are looking for three things. And all three can happen when we're part of a group and part of a team. So there's three C's of teamwork. Um, first, everyone wants to make a contribution. We want progress, not just perspective and participation. We all want to help make things happen. And we almost always make better progress in a group. Next, everyone wants community. I think I've hammered that enough today. One of the greatest joys of teamwork is being on a team. It's how God made us as communal beings, not as detached islands. And this is why the enemy of our soul goes to great lengths to try to destroy our relationships. He's trying to stop our potential to make a difference. And when we invest in each other's life and work to accomplish God's goals together, it is so much more enjoyable as we celebrate together. And finally, everyone wants a celebration. Parties are fun, but not when you're alone. <laughs> when we invest in each other's lives and work to accomplish God's goals together, it's so much more enjoyable to celebrate together. We all share in the victory and have an increased awareness of God's goodness. Whether or not we're aware of it, we are needed. God designed us to be a vitally important part of his plan. So join us in making a difference. Jump on one of the volunteer teams. We've got the new roster we're preparing from next week onwards for the next two months. It activates your gifts. It strengthens your friendships and relationships and it's really inc um, incredibly important in your growth in God. And you'll be making a contribution to God's kingdom as you play your role in being part of the body of Christ. So see me to help you find a place on a team. I love doing that. And be intentional this decade to listen to God, to listen to that good shepherd's voice to obey him, to be part of what he is calling to do because we are better together. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.